you're trying to make any kind of meaningful, effective change in your life, well, you have come to the right place because that is what my expert guest and I are here to help you do. Welcome to We're Talking Shift. This is the podcast where all we do is talk shift because when we're stuck and need to rise to a challenge, make a health shift, a relationship or an emotional shift, well, the first thing we have to shift, my friends, is our thinking. That is the antidote to feeling stuck. I'm Lori Bischoff, and I'm so glad you're here. Now, let's get busy. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of We're Talking Shift. Life is consciousness. That is what we've been talking about for the past two weeks. Um, And it's such a deep and broad subject that we've been kind of breaking it down into smaller bite-sized chunks. So we are going to talk more about that today, what it, what it means and ways that you can begin to develop a higher consciousness. Uh, I'm sure my show producer, John, will be joining us uh, with a few of his tidbits to add. Uh, so without further ado, let's just jump right in. Hi, John. How are you today? Hey, Laurie. Doing really, really well. The sun is just setting here in Scotland and it's been a beautiful day and I'm really excited to uh, continue our conversation all about elevating consciousness. So I think it's going to be really interesting, this one. Cool. It's always funny when we jump on and you're like, the sun is just setting. And I'm like, well, the sun just rose here about two hours ago. It's, it's you know, it's uh, as we get into the later season, it's not, um, it's not bright and sunny early in the morning anymore. Now it's a dark when I get up, which I don't like, but I'm, uh, but I'm on dog duty uh, for these few days while my husband is traveling. Normally that's his job. So I was out before the sun came up this morning and it, it was such a gorgeous sunrise that I, I was glad that I had to do that. And I was able to be out there where it was quiet and, you know, the sky was beautiful as the sun was just beginning to come up. And I was thinking a lot about how grateful I am to be able to get up and see this and have the responsibility that made me get up and go outside. Otherwise, I would have missed it. Um, so I was thinking a lot about just being aware of that and consciousness and, uh, and what we we're going to talk about today. So we've been talking about a key to life, which is the realization that life is consciousness. And I think until you really understand and harmonize yourself with the law of consciousness, it's difficult to really accept that you have the freedom to control your destiny, the freedom to experience life the way you feel good about. Um, So in in part one, uh, two weeks ago, we talked about what we mean by consciousness and, you know, we're not referring to whether you're asleep or awake. We're not referring to that kind of consciousness or whether you're in a coma or you're just cognizant. uh, Consciousness in the context that the conversation we're having is our ability to be aware of our existence, right? We're aware that we're human. We're a human being and we're a human doing. We are aware that we have an internal world uh, that our that our that our mind, our ability to think, and we know that we're thinking. We actually can watch ourselves thinking. We can. It's like there's two of us, right? There's the there's the one that's the the being and the doing and the thinking, and then there's the 
higher aspect of ourself, the I am aspect of ourself that's that's going, I see what you're thinking there. I see what you're doing. I see what you're wrestling with. Um, I, I see the thoughts that you're thinking and I'm asking you, why are you thinking these? What are you going to do about this? It's very, it's, you could really go down that rabbit hole, but, um, but we're aware of that, our internal world. And then we're also aware of our external world, the, the realm of matter, uh, the world that we're having this physical human experience in. So that's generally what we mean by consciousness. Now, what we mean by higher consciousness is a higher state of awareness. Um, it's, it's the higher state of being aware about the nature of being, the nature of life, the, the, the nature of the universal laws of life. Uh, we have an awareness of our higher self, like I just mentioned, the, that eternal self that, that always was even before you were born. It's that self that will continue to be even after you've exited stage left, right? You, you could say it's an expanded or evolved spiritual awareness of who we really are, of the universe, of the unseen forces and substance of life. Some people call that God. Or if you don't like, or you don't jive with the spiritual reference, then you might say, it's an awareness of the source energy from which all life flows. Uh, you could call it the quantum field of possibilities from which all is created. So there's a higher level of consciousness that surpasses our conscious mind. It's, it's the ultimate consciousness. It's the awareness of your higher self. So we wanna be on a quest, I think, to raise our consciousness because the higher the level of consciousness, uh, that we can attain, I think the more grace we have in accepting ourselves and accepting our fellow human beings, uh, the more control we have over how we experience life, and the more capable we become of rising to our full potential and really being able to create a life that we feel good about. Are you with me? I'm absolutely with you. That's it's it's a lot to, to take in. But the one thing I suppose that's coming back to me over and over again is what you started with right at the beginning of the show, which was that you had to get up because the dog was there. Now you see that on you know the, the human scale, and you might say, Oh, damn dog, you know, where, where where's my husband? You know, you should be taking this. But then when you think about it a little bit more, and I, I take you know um the, the route that everything is divinely appointed, and with that you were meant to get the dog so you could be out there to explore and be aware of oh my goodness look at the sunrise you know this is incredible over here the sunrise is a lot later now so you can see it at sometimes nine o'clock in the morning maybe a little bit earlier um but it's it's having that awareness like you said laurie that you know there is something more that's going in and even if you're not you know a spiritual person a faith-based person you know you can still have that awareness and appreciation to look mm -hmm. out of your window and be like wow the sun, you know, the sky is beautiful. Or, you know, when it comes to summer and spring, you know, the grass is, is a deeper green and everything seems uh, more colorful, more saturated. Whereas, you know, in winter it's, it's sleepy, but when snow falls, it looks so clean and fresh. You can have that appreciation. You can have appreciation for your body as well. That's like, it works. I can see, I can speak, you know. Um, and it's, 
it, it doesn't take much, you know, to be appreciative and grateful for, for what you have. Because I think when you become aware that when you are thankful for what you have, all of a sudden, then like by magic, you start getting more of it. And mm -hmm. when you become negative for what you have, all of a sudden you can find yourself losing, you know, so it works almost in tandem. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. It's that awareness for me that's so important, um, especially with the I am principles and, and so much more that's there. It's really important to have that awareness. And I think now, hopefully, more and more people are starting to wake up to that, that they realize, wait, I actually do have a lot of control over what's going on inside me and how I feel and how I perceive the world. Mm -hmm. You know, I might not mm -hmm. have a whole lot of control about my external world, but I've, you know, I have a lot of control on my internal world. Um, so that's right. You know, that's absolutely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's so, that's such a good point. Again, I didn't even think about it until you brought it up, but the whole thing with just now I, I have to get up and do something that isn't my normal getting up yeah. morning routine. But I, I do look forward to it because I know that every time I have to do this, I get out there and I'm so excited. I'm so grateful. And it sets the tone for the day. Um, and I could, to your point, uh, I could be negative about it. I could be mumbling and grumbling and, you know, cursing, <laughs> cursing the dog for wanting to get out and run around first thing in the morning when it's dark and it's cold. And, and I just want to, you know, sit and have my coffee. It's still somewhat warm though, where you guys are in the States. Now, when it gets to January over here, and it's minus 17, for example, you know, that's cold. And you're sitting there thinking, no, dog can be let out the back garden and it can do, do its business. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it's cold, but, you know, you can always find those things to be appreciative for uh, and grateful for, for sure. Well, and when you put yourself in that mindset, instead of being negative and grumpy and, you know, cursing, oh, you know, this is my life, which is what a lot of people are doing. They're, they're just so disgruntled with what they've created, what they think has been created for them. But we've all had a part in creating what we're experiencing um, to a large degree, a larger than what most people would like to, uh, you know cop to but um you know when when you shift the thinking and you're looking for what is what is nourishing me about this what is good about it what's positive about it how can i look at this from a different perspective it completely changes your entire experience and that's that's the whole point of the practice of raising our consciousness is to be able to learn how to control your experience of life, whether it's something that, whether it's something that you yourself are doing or something that is being done around you, you can still have some level of control over how you're going to experience it. Um, and so understanding that what we hold in our consciousness is what we experience as our life is this key, that's the law of consciousness. Uh, our, our consciousness is formed and influenced by our thoughts and beliefs. So clearly the place to start learning how to raise your consciousness or create a higher level of consciousness is by examining the predominant thoughts and the long-held beliefs that we have. And I mean, if you think about it, we are literally 
thinking and believing our way into how our life unfolds. Because those predominant thoughts that we think, and I'm not talking about every single thought that flits through your mind, because thousands and thousands a day of thoughts go through our minds, right? It's the predominant thoughts that we're talking about, the thoughts that we dwell on. Those thoughts, those predominant thoughts are energy. And energy is the force that creates. So it behooves us to become masters of our thoughts. So now, right, we create, we create our thoughts by, I just find this really fascinating when you really break it down. It's not that complicated. It, it's, it's hard to do. It's a practice, but it's not complicated. I mean, if you think about it, our thoughts, well, we create with our thoughts by assembling them into ideas, right? So like, for example, something we most of us can relate to. Growing up, we see uh, demonstrated before us the way that other people are living their lives, right? We see how our parents are living their life and interacting and, and everybody around us in, in our environment. And what we don't realize is that because we're still young and we're just like sponges absorbing everything, right? So all of those ideas about and demonstrations are planted in our minds, right? And then we end up kind of doing and expressing in a similar fashion, which for the average person is usually, I go to school and then I'm going to get a job and then I'm probably going to get a partner and then I'm going to perhaps have children and a family of my own and then I'm going to create a lifestyle, end of story. That, that's right. So un, unless you, um, so unless you have a, a conscious awareness of that, those are ideas and things that, you know, have influenced you and you and a lot of times we just end up doing things by default because we just haven't stopped long enough to examine are those, are those beliefs and those behaviors actually something I a want to change, can change, should change, you know. So to begin to raise our consciousness, to come back to that, we have to understand this innate power within us to create our life experience. And if we don't, we just tend to do what others do. We And then we create our lives oftentimes from our perceived limitations rather than our potential. Because we're just modeling what we see around us. You know what I mean? Well, the whole thing about it is, you know, to, to supposed to give it a, um, a demonstration, you know, when you come into this world, you know, you come in pure and happy and, you know, you're innocent and, and as close to perfection as, as you can be. And then what I find really interesting is you are then taught, like you were saying, Laurie, you know, how to love or how to hate, what to hate, how to be prejudiced and all of these other things. And you're then conditioned. Now, what often happens is as you get older, you forget, you know, or a lot of people seem to forget about the divine within them, you know, and then they, like you said, you just go along this consciousness, this somewhat, you know, close to the bottom of, of consciousness. And they think, you know, again, like you say, you know, you go to school, you go to high school, you go to college, university, partner, you know, on and on and on, retire, die. That's your life planned out for you. Um, it's not exactly a very fulfilling one. Um, but that's for a lot of people that's there. They just go with the green. Uh, and then when you are able to 
certainly for, for me, I know when I was able to actually take a step back and say, okay, just because my dad said that, my granddad said that, my grandma said that, my aunties, uncles, whatever said that, it doesn't mean that I need to respond in that way. And equally, it doesn't mean that you need to be frightened of saying, well, I don't agree with my mom and dad. I don't agree with their views on racism or you know sexual identity or whatever it might be, fill in the blank, um, because you are your own person. That's when you start becoming consciously aware that you have the power to decide. And if there's something that doesn't align with your belief or that doesn't make sense, you can change it. That's the mm -hmm. amazing thing. Right. Um, yeah. And oftentimes when you do, it's like, wow, <laughs> it's just incredible. It's yeah, you can have a new idea. Hmm. You can have a new idea, a different idea than anyone else that, you know, in, in your life that has influenced you um, or helped, you know, mold you. Uh, so I think, you know, realizing that, that everything, everything that has ever been created that you are, that we as humans are aware of, it began with an idea. If you, if you consider this and following that idea then is an intention. So you get an idea and then it's like, what are you going to do with it? Is what's the intention to, to do with this idea? And so the, the intention to take the idea from mind to matter, from the infinite field of possibilities to the the earthly realm right where we can experience it in other words where we have the power to to um take it from from thought to reality and so i think realizing that that's can you hear my dog barking in the background <laughs> of course of course nothing i can do about it um she's her own little divine being there doing her thing it is what it is um okay so Nikki, you're throwing me off, off my train of thought. It's all divine. It's all divine. It's, it's, if, covering for you in some ways, you know, everything like Laurie said, you know, that is came from a thought. And it's then it leads to an action, development, and so on and so on. And if you look in your own life, everything or, or everywhere that you are right now currently is a result of the thoughts that you've had or the thoughts that you've allowed into your life. I think that's where you were going, Laurie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, right. I, I wanted to talk about, um, I wanted to get into a little bit of, I guess, what the, the deeper um, idea here for a minute, which is, you know, realizing uh, that we are each individuations of some form of divine intelligence of of God, of divine mind, of creative intelligence, of the field of potentiality. There's something thought us into existence. There's a, there's a source of some sort, right? So you could say, if you want to just play with me uh, a lot, with this idea, this concept that we began as an idea in this, this energetic field or the mind of God, you know, whichever reference sits well with you. So as such, though, we have the inherencies, we have the inseparable attributes of our source of God, which are fundamentally across the board, love and wisdom and life, uh, understanding, power, joy. 
And in fact, if you're a student of A Course in Miracles, it, it states that ideas never leave their source, which I find to be such a wonderful concept to embrace because if you believe that you have come from this this divine energetic field or that you are an individuation of God and ideas never leave their source, well, that means we're eternally connected to that source, right? Uh, we're not really alone, even if we feel alone. We're not really disconnected. We can believe that we are, but it's not necessarily the truth of the matter. So I think if we can be open to that realization that we possess the same attributes uh, as as that which created us, then we can begin to understand and embrace the idea that we are all also endowed with the power to create. So whether it's an idea to create widgets or rockets or reality shows or to recreate your life, it's all possible because it's the innate potential within us. We just get to choose if and how much we will express that potential. So let's talk about, I, th I thought it would be a good idea to just hone in on a very specific example of, of something that's common, uh, a common issue for so many people. And I believe it was last week you brought this up as an example too. So we're just gonna use that and dive a little bit deeper into it. And hopefully everyone will, or will sort of, this will all kind of come together and make more sense. Uh, let's talk about finances, finances and consciousness. Um, most people, the average person is usually trying to, you know, figure it out. They're, they come up against challenges occasionally and you know, everyone wants to feel safe and secure. And a, and a way that one of the ways that we do that is by becoming somewhat financially stable, whatever that means to you. Um, but it, it is tricky for so many of us, right? And I, I go back, I go back to some stats just so that everyone knows you're not alone if you have have struggled or are struggling with trying to figure out how to feel safe financially, how to feel like you are not always struggling and wondering how you're going to make it. So 70% of lottery winners go broke. 60% of NBA players go broke within five years of leaving the game. 78% of NFL players eventually go broke after leaving the game. Um, we all have known, or maybe we have been that person who makes money but can't seem to hold on to it. Um, or you're always trying to make ends meet. These are common things. It's like, why is why are there a few that seems like a very few that don't seem to have this struggle? And then most people though are usually facing some sort of constant challenge with it to some degree, right? So if you don't change your mindset, that is what separates a, a, a lot of people that don't seem to have to ever worry about the finances, they've got it figured out, and everyone else. It's mindset. And I'm not talking about people that have inherited their wealth, because that is actually the smallest percentage of, of wealthy people. Uh, the larger percentage of people with some measurable wealth have 
earned it. They have come from the same place that everybody else has come from. And they've, they've figured out by changing their mindset, how to, how to make it by their own definition. So if you don't change your mindset and learn how to properly handle money, then it's always going to leave you if you even do get it as the example we just gave of the people that have either won money or made big money um, through their careers. And then once that career goes away, they they've lost it. So the thing is when you give your attention to what you don't have in your bank account, to the resources that you don't have available, to the shortages that you are experiencing, and and to the doom and gloom of the economy, then you're providing fuel to those things. This is where understanding that your thoughts and the, the, the predominant thoughts that you think about our energy. So when we say you are giving fuel to those things, you're giving energy to them. And it is a very real thing. You may not think it is, but that doesn't mean it's not true. Every scientist will tell you, every quantum physicist will tell you, everything is energy. There isn't anything that's not energy. They can measure the energy of a thought. So it's not us just saying we think it's, it is. So the energy being directed to what you don't have and what you fear might happen actually makes those things grow. You create more of it. So whether or not you caused them, you give them reality by your consistent negative thoughts and by talking about them all the time. That's the other thing we have a tendency to do because when, when we're struggling with something or we're stressed about something, a lot of times we talk about it, you know, trying to sort it out or we're just complaining or we're worried, we're stressed. So it comes out, right? So when you do that, you literally synchronize yourself with the energetic flow of what's going on and unconsciously allow it influence your life and your financial condition. Does this ring true to you, John? Absolutely. It's something that I've heard over and over again, you know, and to further your point, Laurie, when people talk about it, what happens is you feel it internally. And that's in some ways bad enough. If you've got that negative belief with regards to money, finance, wealth, people will call it filthy luger or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's an inanimate object. Let's get that clear. It's an inanimate object. You know, I, I had the same conversation. Is a sheep evil? No. Well, that was used as currency, you know, a long time ago. Was gold evil? No. Same thing. You know, it's it's how it's used. It's how, um, I suppose, how the user wants to, you know, display their wealth. Um, so that's the first thing. But the second thing in my mind, you know, quite a lot of the time is, you know, like Laura was saying, your association to money is going to determine, quite honestly, how successful you are at, at making it, keeping it, enjoying it. Um, and when you speak negatively, because what, what you tend to find will happen, and it was a little note that I made to myself earlier on, when people are promoted, they think, oh, wow, this is brilliant. We've got some more money coming in. It's great. It's exciting. But then, you know, they see less of the family or, you know, their hours increase or their workload increase. And what do they do? They start complaining. They start becoming bitter, miserable, angry and frustrated. And what happens then is all of this success. And, and if, if you're an employed you know, person, you're probably just going to annoy people around you to the point that they say, look, you're not ready for the promotion. We'll, we'll take you back down to your pay grade. That has happened. 
Um, if you're self-employed, what also then can happen is, you know, divine spirit, God, universe, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, then turns around and says, well, maybe you don't want that extra finance then because you're complaining about it. So then all of a sudden it stops. And this is what we're talking about here with the associations, with the beliefs, with the mindset. It's all really one in the same that when you start receiving that money, you know, you, you want to be humbly thankful and enjoy it, but, you know, don't allow it to impact you too much. It's a tool. It's a means to an end, you know, all, all of that. But when a person gets it and then they realize, oh, well, I may need to do a little bit more work or I need to be, you know, whatever, you know, be very, very careful on how you use your words. It is fundamentally important that you watch and again, have that consciousness and awareness of how you use your words because it is going to have an impact. People use words so flippantly nowadays and uh, they don't realize actually it has a major impact on uh, on what happens. Yeah. I mean, the words, I, I think about that a lot. Sometimes I think, you know, there is too much emphasis put on words um, because it's really what they symbolize. What they're just symbols. The emotion um, as well that's behind it. Yeah, exactly. So the the emotion that's behind it, the intent that's behind it, um, absolutely. And I think um, you know that's going to be one of the the tips that we're going to talk about. Um, so how do we start to shift this mindset so that that we can raise our conscious, develop a uh, consciousness, develop a higher consciousness. Uh, so whether it's money or anything else, we're able to start understanding the connection here and and this this universal law so 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 you've got a challenge you've got a, a a problem um the first thing that you need to understand is you're you're either going to be by your thoughts and your level of consciousness on the side of the problem or you're going to be on the side of the solution and the one you choose is the one that you will serve. So don't don't use the situation like as a crutch. I mean, shit happens all the time. Bad things happen all the time to everyone. We are constantly running up against challenges, right? So you can that's how we number one, that's how we grow. That's how we figure out how to become bigger, stronger, wiser, better, fitter you know, in all aspects, you know, mentally, emotionally, and physically. So you don't have to look at, at problem, problem. You can look at it as, hmm, a, a, a puzzle. How do I figure this out? That's a whole different mindset than a problem, right? Um, and that's something that, oh, okay, this is a puzzle. There's a, there's an answer or a solution. There's a way to figure this out that would be that's a better mindset to be in you want to serve that you don't want to serve the problem um you don't want to use it as a crutch you you don't want to use it to become bitter and develop a victim mindset why does the bad stuff always happen to me you know that kind of a mindset um you can choose that or you can become better and you can find a way so we need to set our intention Remember, the intention is what follows the, the idea. So we need to set our intention 
on the solutions. And then we practice keeping our attention there. And I, I talk a lot about intention and attention in my book, Common Sense Happiness, because I think what happens so frequently is, um, you know, everyone has a good intention. They all, you know, we all want, we all want better things things and and a better way of of living and we all want to grow and expand and and have whatever our version of better is right that's that's the evolution of of humanity always looking for a better way um but what happens so the intention is there but then what happens is our attention is elsewhere our attention is not in alignment with our intention our, in, our intention is, yes, I want to have this, do this, be that. But then our attention on, is on, well, what's the, here's the problem. What don't I have? What are my limitations? What's going wrong here? What's missing? So all the attention is on the exact opposite things that would support the actual true intention of our heart, right? Absolutely. It, it, it would almost be like saying, you know, you want big muscles and then going sitting in the, on the sofa and eating potato, potato chips. You know, it, your attention has to be on that which you desire to bring into reality. If, if you're talking about manifestations or health or whatever it might be. And it's, uh, it, it really is as simple as that. It's not difficult. It's just important that you don't get yourself, you know, tangled up about these things. Well, yeah, it, it, the action is going to follow what your attention is on. So even though, to, to your example, uh, you know, I want to get fit, I want to, you know, develop more muscles, whatever it is, I, I need to go to the gym, I'd like to go to the gym. My intention is to go to the gym because my intention is to get myself more physically fit. But if my attention is placing more value on sitting on the couch, and eating a bag of Doritos and drinking a six pack, you know, there's a disconnect there. You're, you're going and, and you're placing more value on something else. So either your intention isn't really that valuable to you, or you haven't been paying enough attention, attention to what you need to do to support that intention. Attention, right. Okay. So, uh, then another thing is to stop feeling sorry for yourself. And we, you know, I, I alluded to that a minute ago, you know, don't become bitter and have a victim mindset, but this is really, really key. Don't feel sorry for yourself. First of all, it is, nobody is attracted to a person who is constantly feeling sorry for themselves unless they are like-minded people. You read my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So the thing is, um, and we can come back around to that, but you are either adding to your good, the good that life wants to give you. You're either adding to it or you're taking away from it by your thinking. So negative thoughts, negative self-talk, feeling sorry for, for yourself are like, withdrawals on your good. It's like you're depleting it, right? So wallowing in pity digs deeper holes and it actually repels the opportunities that you want to come into your life in order for you to take the action that leads you to the things you really do desire.
Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it follows on a little bit. I know what we talked about before uh, we came on air, which is the whole I am. Um, you know, it's and, and it follows on in some ways, you know, we have to be very, very careful about the words that we speak over ourselves, because I firmly believe that they are held with emotion that's behind it. So when people are often, you know, saying that they don't like the way that they look or that they haven't got enough money or their appearance or the family or whatever it might be, you know, the words then that they're talking afterwards, it's the conversation you have afterwards, you know, it's mm -hmm. really, really dangerous because mm -hmm. what you're doing is you are re-emphasizing what you don't want in your life. And then you wonder why you, why you're all you're doing is attracting it. And when you again, like what I was saying, what you focus on is what you are going to attract into your life. That's the simplest way we can put it. What you focus on is what you are going to attract into your life. If you focus on that, you don't like the way that you look or the way that your genetics have, you know, manifested on the planet or the way that your, you know, cellular structure is, is presented itself, you know, that's what you're going to continuously have. And one of the things we challenge, you know, sometimes with teenagers and with adults is pick three things, just start with three things that you like about yourself. And if they come back and say, well, I don't like anything. So look, search, develop, think about things, you know, um, yeah. because it's, it's the whole I am thing. And that evokes obviously a much deeper spiritual um, power with inside you. Mm -hmm. like, like we're talking about at the beginning of the, the show, the I am within you, that divine spirit, you know, that's there you know, that's evoked when you use the words I am, because all religions will agree that I am is a sacred name, sacred phrase, you know, connotation, whatever you want to put it out there. And it must be used. And you have to have that awareness, that higher level of consciousness. Um, because, mm -hmm. And if you don't believe it, just look around how your life is right now. Mm -hmm. That's always mm -hmm. there. Yeah, it's, uh, it's biblical. It's... <laughs> The I am is the creative force. It's it th those words, whatever follows those words that, and you have a belief and emotion around it. That's it's, it's a little bit magical. So be careful, be careful of what you follow that up with. Um, yeah. So, so raise, raise your consciousness by remembering that you are a creative being and that the resources that you need are available. They really are. And that by directing the thoughts that you dwell on to positive and expectant thoughts, you remove the blocks that, that you've installed by dwelling on fear and negativity. And when you remove the blocks, then you allow the opportunities that can improve your financial condition to flow to you. So understanding that, that we actually, being willing to consider at least, because I know that for a lot of people, this is, this is not a concept that is easy, easy to wrap their head around or that they're even really willing to believe. That's okay. And if, you know, if, if things are going just peachy for you, then there's no reason to change. But if you find yourself struggling, especially if it's the same struggles over and over, you may want to consider that the way you're going about your life could be, could be shifted into something that might work a little bit better for you. And so what do you have to lose by choosing to 
experiment with this and just see what happens. So, um, it, you know, understanding that life really does want to work for you. It's, it's, it's here for you to create, to experience, to do and be and have those things that that are um, desirable to you, that uh, you deem valuable. So if you've installed blocks in your in your mind by saying, I, you know, well, I'm, I'm limited, I can't do this, I can't be this, I can't have that, I always have this problem, I always have these kinds of people, I always have, then that's the structure and the experience that you have put in place. So you need to dissemble those blocks and those negative beliefs and actually ask yourself, are they really true? Do they have to continue to be true? Could I possibly have the power to change things? And if you have the power to create all this crap in the first place, then you have the power to undo it. You have the power to pivot. You have the power to shift your thinking and create something new. Every single minute that you are alive, awake, that you're breathing, that you're thinking, you have the power to shift it. So no excuses. And it's important as well not to be afraid of it because I think a lot of the times people become afraid of conversations like this because of how they've been conditioned. And, you know, when you see two folks like you and I just talking about it very normally and not in a blase way, but in, you know, in a very relaxed way, um, it's, it should be non-threatening because, you know, at the end of the day, we're not putting anything out there that's like, you need to do this, you have to become this. We want you to join this, this, and this. It's like, ask yourself that question. Are you truly happy and fulfilled with the life that you've got right now? And if you're not, you do have the power to change it. As I was saying to Laurie last week, um, or maybe even the week before, when I started to shift my consciousness from what had happened um, to, am I going to hold on to that? Am I going to spend the next 50 years of my life miserable, bitter, angry, and frustrated? Um, you know, when I changed that, my finances changed, my entire inner mm -hmm. life changed. You know, obviously you and I working together and a whole string of other uh, business opportunities opened up because of that mindset. I actually had my mother and father-in-law the other day. We had the, uh, we went over for lunch and they even said after, after we left, they said to my wife um, a couple of days later, it was like talking to a different person when we talked to John. I was like, Ain't that interesting? <laughs> so yeah. This yeah. Is, you know, a real life experience because I've certainly seen it on both sides of the coin recently. You know, this is like a big part of my testimonial, you know. <laughs> sure, sure. Now you're you're John 2.0. There you go. That's it. And I don't even identify to a degree with the person that I was before. It is literally like, you know, this this whole new being in some ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a it's a wonderful process, this um understanding having the awareness and the realization that you are you are every day in the process of either evolving or you're in the process of devolving so just pick what what do you want to do do you want to continue to expand and evolve and if you do then there are some ways that you can do that there are some things that you need to be thinking about to be aware of you need to understand the power that you have to continue to evolve um, and if you're not evolving if you're not growing if you're not expanding you're either you're either just stuck you're just staying the same which isn't 
I don't think necessarily a good thing indefinitely, or you're going the other way. And we, you know, it goes without saying that that's usually not a good thing. Right. So, so just, I just think as we, as we start to come to a close here, I think remembering that no matter how dire situations seem to be either in the world out there or in your own backyard, close to home. You know, what matters most is how you deal with them in consciousness. Um, practice changing your mindset by shifting your thinking. Practice seeing things from a higher perspective. Practice being open to the universal substance that supports and infuses all of life and believing that it's there for you too. It's there. It's there. You just need to become aware of it and be open to the possibility that it's there and tap into it. Practice being open to receiving that support in any number of ways and opportunities that will show up to help you. Because a lot of times we get very focused on what we want the way we want a problem to be solved, the way we want the answer to show up, and we miss an opportunity or a way um, that shows up and it's not the way we imagined it would be. So being open to how that could show up in your life to help you, you know, move to the next level or get unstuck from a situation or find the solution to a problem. Um, Be really, really aware of who and what is coming forth to you that that may be part of you know the help that you're looking for and then of course keep your attention on that take action take the action to help yourself explore it so this is just this is how you can begin this is one way that you can begin to raise your consciousness and and put yourself in the creative flow of life it's just, it's always, it's always happening. It always has, it always will. And you can either be in the flow of it or you can, or you can resist it. And that's when we struggle. That's when we are constantly challenged. It's like, like swimming upstream. Just, just t- turn the boat around. It's a lot easier <laughs> going with the flow, right? Absolutely. And, and it's true. I mean, you know, for, for where I suppose I'm at now, you have a mindset that's attached to nothing and open to everything. And you choose what you hold on to. You choose what you experience um, by, you know, what you're going to allow into your own life. And honestly, you know, as, as I say, you know, as someone who's been on both sides of the coin, you know, for many years, it's like when you reach this place of just being able to let go of what you thought you knew and then just it, it's OK to say, look, I don't know. It's okay then to explore because what you explore and the teachers that show up is just phenomenal. And then all of a sudden it ignites you in ways that you never thought possible. And before you know it, it's like, wow, I'm back on track, but maybe I'm on a new track to doing Mm. something that I actually love and I'm really passionate about. And guess what? Become successful. All of a sudden your finances may take a turn, you know, for the positive that you never thought possible, you know, all of a sudden customers may get in touch with you for a business that's been struggling when again, you know, and you start small with things like just observing how you talk about your business, you know, Mm -hmm. how you talk about your finances, how you talk about your family. Um, And it does. I mean, I've seen this over and over again in the professional world and even in my personal world, and it makes so much of a difference 
why businesses go out of business because oftentimes they talk about their customers like there's something they've stepped in you know it's terrible and the ones that come back from from the brink of uh, of demise because they all of a sudden got that mindset of hey my customers actually pay for this you know my customers actually provide the kind of life you know in terms of the external divine spirits obviously providing and so on so on but in the in the you know external world my customers are coming in I want to treat them I want to give them a phenomenal experience and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden things just change in it and they do in a phenomenal way and it doesn't take long mm-hmm. yeah the energetic exchange is a positive one yeah 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 so so this is um you know you can apply I should say you could apply a lot of these same um you know I guess words of guidance or tips or suggestions uh, around finances, you can apply that to any aspect of your life, be it your your health or dieting or relationships or business, whatever it is, just um, just insert what the thing is for you and use the same concepts. Um, so I don't know, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about this next week. Maybe, you know, let me know uh, by uh, by sending me your questions and your comments and and we'll see. So on that note, uh, I hope I hope through our discussion so far these past couple of weeks and today, um, and exploring this, that you will all feel a little bit more empowered to make the shifts in your life that you desire, and and you're willing to say, hmm, maybe there's something that I should try here. Maybe maybe there's a possibility I hadn't considered. Maybe you know, the way I've been doing things, maybe I'm ready for a tune-up. So just be willing to consider, be open, and um, and we will see you guys next week. So to find out what Private Coaching With Me is all about, just head on over to lauribischoff.com. Please um, give us a rating and a review. Uh, the reviews are really important, you guys, because it inspires other people to listen to the show and hear all of the great shift being shared here. Next week, um, well, we'll see what's up. So until then, stay feisty, my friends. Mind your mind and go make some epic shifts happen in your lives. You too, Gary Vee.